Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page, and feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. Uh, my name is Eric. My name would be Mark if I was Mark, but I'm not. I am James. That's right. That is worth noting that today, actually, Mark will not be joining us. Is this um, the first episode that Mark has missed? It actually, I, th- I think it is. This is historic. Oh my God. Wow. Like, Thank you so much. For this whole podcast could be derailed, you know. It's already derailed. Star Wars podcast? How much would that hurt Mark's life? <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Rings podcast, maybe? Ooh, Game Almost of Thrones? Like Star does. of the Rings? Oh, my God. <laughs> Stargate of the Rings. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but joining us today, we have uh, two uh, not really new. Well, one is new and one you've heard before. We have Tim. Thank you for having me back. Uh, of course, yes. The last one you were on, I think, was uh, a Chaos episode. It was like Chaos Demons and, and stuff. Yes, and which is obviously out. your forte, is demonic possession and all things vile and evil. Yes, I'm, I'm currently suffering from a... Uh, it appears to be a, some kind of possession. I've made too many sacrifices to the... Too many? Too many. I'm, oh. Can there be too many? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm dealing. You with, should go listen to our old episodes if the, you're curious about whether you can have too many. A current plague right now, so I apologize if I <laughs> if you hear some of it oh. c- coming out of my esophagus. Well, thank you for coming back. So obviously. Papa Nurgle is your particular. Yes, yes, the, that is the uh, the chosen deity. But sometimes you dabble. So uh, and joining us for the first time is Daniel. Hey everybody, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. This is my obviously first time, and I'm excited to share my no knowledge about things and ask tons of questions. <laughs> my no knowledge. My no knowledge. I coined that. So. That's right. The, the, is that copyrighted? I'm working on it. Okay. Yeah. Patent pending. Yeah. Um, but so, Tim, we would have obviously talked about your experience with Warhammer yeah, yeah. when we did it originally, but mm-hmm. just as a refresher or people that are just joining us, at some point you used to play yeah. Warhammer. Yeah. Uh, what did you play? Uh, I originally was a Black Templar guy. That's right. Ooh. Really into Rogue the spicy, Thorn. just the you know the righteousness of the emperor's will and abhorring the enemy, and then I completely burning the witches, burning the witches, yeah. and uh, purging the heretics, purging the heretics, and then I was kind of like I just got like really tired of losing. All the time. <laughs> so I was like, I as was the Imperium play, does, like, an army that you know I'm like whatever you know like it's fine like chaos right like are they really losing because they're gonna win in the end? So I decided to go chaos, and then. I kind of just actually really liked the whole chaos lore and that they were a little bit beyond the conventional space marine that there was they had some pretty cool stuff so. just a little bit though yeah and then i i and then i went with nurgle because i don't know mm. I, everybody I like loves stuff. being in a family yeah nurgle's family that's right know, that's all about that that life that family. <laughs> and so daniel uh you also used to play about way back 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I played, maybe not um, Warhammer 40K, but I, I played with the Lord of the Rings kind of spinoff of that. But my first and kind of only encounter with actually playing um, 40K was actually at Tim's bachelor party. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so I'm his brother, so I didn't really have any other choice but to show right. up and be forced to choose an army. And so everyone like picked all the different armies and I was left with the, with the Dark Eldar. And so, um, so you know so much about the Dark Eldar, right? Yeah, apparently. So <laughs> I had like the, I had the so night. You can be our Dark Eldar expert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Peter. Peter has actually taken our Eldar expert really? role, and wow. he's almost been on every Eldar episode we've had. Crazy. And we're looking for a Dark Eldar expert. Perfect. Well, so. you can sign me up. I am ready. Where Where do I put my name? <laughs> Professor of Dark Eldership yeah. or whatever yeah. that title is. So I, I just basically crammed as much information as I could, both um, rules for the, how to play the game, but as well as the lore. Um, and I've pretty much forgotten everything so, since. <laughs> perfect, naturally. Uh, but in that night, because so you just played a bunch of Warhammer games, right? Yeah. So how did you do in that one? Um, I think I think I did pretty well. I think the the rules for the night was there was there weren't going to be any kind of um, like vehicles or or those kinds of units, but apparently the the skiff wasn't considered like a vehicle unit. Oh, like a transport unit. Yeah, yeah, it was like some kind. So I was I was using that and the guns that were placed on it, and I was just slaughtering. Yeah, shocking that a dark elder player would do well. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) what a surprise. Yeah, I felt pretty good for my first round of things. Good. Uh, yeah. Would you ever get back into it? Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, the, the the piece that really like excites me is the painting oh, okay. and the, the miniature work and the building, the details. And so I, I loved um, kind of thinking that process through with the Dark Eldar and uh, trying to take an unconventional theme to the color scheme of, uh, of them and so, so forth. So you would also probably then build your own story... And yeah, you, you would yeah, match absolutely, like your colors to that. Absolutely, yeah. Excellent. Because yeah. that is mostly what we're about is building a story for 40K. Perfect. Right? And yeah. building like the the setting for the armies and that we play in. The lore, if you will. Ooh. The lore? Yes. The We bring the lore to Warhammer. Oh. Whoa. That's right. Wow. <laughs> well, do, don't quote me on that. <laughs> you, put the, you put the lore in Warhammer. That's right. That's, that's right. <laughs> Um, but before we actually get into the meat of the episode, there's a, a couple of patrons that I need to thank. Um, since the last time we recorded, we actually have six new patrons. So thank you to Oliver, David, Heath, uh, Manuel. <laughs> I don't know if it's Manuel or Manuel, but I'm going to just say, thank you. Gracias, Manuel. Thank you so much. Or Guten Tag. Or, you know what? Or Guten Tag. Th- or maybe. Cover it all. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. How do you say thank you in, in Vietnamese? Camun. Yeah, perfect. Camun, Manuel. Uh, And then Callum and Scott. Thank you to everyone who's contributing to us. Uh, We have a lot of projects that we want to start up, um, but we don't like to sink our own money into it. So if you guys want to see more stuff from us and see more content, then go ahead and check us out on Patreon. You can support us by buying product that we have on Redbubble, but uh, no one obviously cares about that. So anyways, uh, there's one more thing we're going to do before we jump into the episode, and uh, James is going to take it. All right. I kind of stole this idea from Colin, so it's a little bit of his, so I'll give him credit so he doesn't yell at me. Uh, Oh, sorry. Uh, So credit given to Colin. There it is. Yeah. So I thought, what would be more fun than a little game we could play where I throw out a torture 
Okay. And you guys have to tell me whether it's a real torture from human mm. history. Wow. Or it's a dark Eldar torture. That's excellent. Cool. Like okay. That. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to the best. This is one that I was very happy to run across. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were happy. It's to, very interesting. That's dark. <laughs> it's, called, it's called the breast ripper. Oh my. Okay. Is that real? Or is that Dark Eldar? Can you describe the torture? Oh, yes. Man. A clamp is put over top of said body part and then ripped off. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised if that's been a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I, People I feel have like done so. plausible. <laughs> I'm unsure about the clamp. Like, is it a specific device that's You see, I, if I get too much into details, it'll become mm, obvious okay. what, who made oh. it. So I'm, okay. I'm going to say real. <laughs> Sure, real. So you guys would real. be a hundred percent correct. Oh that is a real gosh. medieval torture. A medieval, medieval yeah, medieval oh torture, gosh. and it sounds pretty nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Just rip the pectoral muscle clean off. That's crazy. Yeah. I think it actually was used mostly against women who were thought to be witches. So, oh, oh well, then really fat guys, good. you could do that. Oh, really fat guys, <laughs> you know. Also plausible. A lot of All kings right. were really fat back then. So, <laughs> so yeah. there is another torture here. So where you. Be put in a box, and on one side of you, it'd be heated up really hot, and on the other side, it'd be cooled no. as much as possible. And then you'd be wow. forced to sit there with half your body boiling and half your body freezing. But would the middle be perfect? You'd be like, this is <laughs> right down the middle this is like, perfect. Wow, this, this is a single is really temperate. Nice, little place. nice temperature. I don't mind it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Dark Eldar on that yeah. one. I, I feel it's Dark Eldar. I don't know if we have the technology to clearly yeah, separate to yeah, very, the hot and the cold. Yeah. Like what's the science there? Right. Yeah. There's, there's a boiling pot of water and just liquid <laughs> nitrogen on one side. <laughs> that one actually is also real. What? what? So they put them next to a roaring fire and leave it out in the cold. And mm. it would it would like torture people to death very quickly. Who did that? It was medieval torture as well. Ah, yes. Wow. The best good of times. Old, good old medieval people, The best right? of times and the worst of times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next one is boiling blood. So the idea was you'd uh, infuse people's bodies with Whoa. boiling materials that would set their blood literally to a boiling point. Boiling materials. Okay. Now, I'm just going to say Dark Elder because, come on, there's no way he does three real ones in a row. I could have yeah, done like, all of them be real and just to screw with you guys. <laughs> I'm saying we this, live in a there, bleak world. Is there like wow. option like C, like both the above, where sure. both real and <laughs> yes, Dark Elder? I will allow that. You're yeah, allowed to okay. say option C. Okay. Uh, I think just Dark Elder. I don't know. Injecting some kind of... Yeah, heated like substance. Yeah, like it specifically goes in your bloodstream yeah. and causes it to. It could boil. be a chemical. I mean, that burns if somebody was like veins. microwaved alive, it would would that kind of like Ooh. boil their blood. Yeah, but it's not. Injecting, I'm going to say probably injecting boiling. So you just need to build know. a big enough microwave. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's and if we we can do it, that we is the new emperor's weapon. That is what we need to defeat the just, onslaught of chaos. Just a massive microwave. Giant microwaves, yeah. <laughs> And just get all of the people to walk in one at a time. Go in here, guys. I actually don't like where this is going. A massive oven that we're putting people inside. It got dark. It got dark. And we're talking about torture. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that one is indeed a Dark Eldar. In Uh, fact, not only is it Dark Eldar, it's a Dark Eldar weapon. It's not even a torture. That's just something they do. That's just a weapon weapon they use. Is it a poison? Yeah. So if I remember correctly, this was a whip 
that you, they'd whip and then wow. it would infuse boiling uh, liquid into their bloodstream and kill them and they just melt. So that's, that's fun. A cool idea. Yeah, mm. that sounds yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So impaling. That's pretty uh, universal, I think. So it's pretty universal. Yeah. This one I just thought was fun because it is both. It's very obvious option that it's C. a human option one. C. It's option, option C. C. <laughs> who, who hasn't done a little <laughs> impaling have, torture of their own? They have weapons, too. That was, the, that was the part I looked up, is that they have weapons that impale people. They just stake them. Good old, good old Jakarta. Like when you, when you have people. like the mo- one of the most advanced races capable like of creating anything, a whip yeah. to boil your blood, and then they're just like, "Nah, we're kicking it old school today." Yeah, it wasn't necessarily like a wooden stake, but oh, with a hammer. No, the thing is that they they want to torture people, That's so right. they do right. enjoy. It's gotta be slow. It's gotta mm. be slow. Yeah. All right. So the next one I'm gonna do is eating souls. Well, it's very clearly real. The American government has actually been doing it for centuries. Open your eyes, people. The lizard people are taking over. Capitalism is eating our souls. And the corporations, <laughs> unless brought to account, will destroy everything we hold dear. So yeah. option A, human out. only. I'm yeah. saying that... No Dark Eldar. No. It's humans. Yeah. The United States has been doing it for a long time. That is, that is the answer I was looking for. Correct. You guys all passed. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> is that what you were looking that for? That was fun. That yeah, was exactly yeah. what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so that mean? one's very obviously Dark Eldar. Well, it's both. I was going to go with both. Oh, excellent. Yes. They both do that. Good. Nice. <laughs> very good. <laughs> and then the last one. No, that was the last one. Oh, the psychological? Ign- ignore that one. Oh, okay. Hey, you got to do you, I, guess. I do do me. Mm. Nice. I like that. Well, uh, now that we've kind of lowered the standard of this conversation into breast removal and <laughs> lizard lizard men government <laughs> let's step the, right. uh, yeah, the table is open to talk about anything now hey so mark's not here right this here. has always been an open table you know that <laughs> anything anything you want to share anything you want to get off your chest may it be a nipple or breast <laughs> i don't we have the breast rippers i mean it's here. a safe place to share something that no one listens to right <laughs> exactly like oh exactly 100 yeah. percent. who listens to this nobody <laughs> who has time to devote to this oh, i don't even listen to it <laughs> all right uh but today we are talking about the the cabals of the dark eldar um so this is within the city of Kamora which we've already talked about. We've already talked about how the Eldar at one point were all the same, and then they split off to become the Exodites, the Craftworld Eldar, and the Drukhari. Um, so the Cabals are the ruling houses of the Dark City, Kamora. They are ruled by Dark Eldar, and they determine life for those unfortunate enough to live uh, within their rule. Hmm. If you want to learn more about Kamora... Um, or you just want to hear uh, Mark and Eric, myself, uh, yell about folding paper, uh, go listen to episode 36. Uh, I was telling Mark uh, in that episode that if you folded a paper enough times, I think it's like 32 or 31 times, it will yeah. span the entire galaxy. If you fold it in half 32 times, it will span the galaxy. I think I heard that too. Like, No, it's very true and very yeah, easily yeah. mathematically proven. Um, but but he where's just, the spanning the galaxy? expanding the galaxy like, yeah it'll span the, the milky way galaxy if you could fold a piece it, of paper it, it, if it could be stacked right? if it could so, no if it could be like, folded on top of each other yes right? if the you fold, could take a piece of paper 32 yeah. but like no two. it's like two times and to the power yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. But, mark was like no well the the funny thing is 
as with all of his and my arguments, they border on misunderstandings and miscommunication. Miscommunications. Yeah. Hurt so, feeling. Hurt like, people. Hurt like people. Like recently, right. when we were playing a game. Oh my gosh! I'll, I'll just share this little anecdote because I found it funny. There, were, Eric and Mark were playing a game. And, and we don't play games. No, and there's a reason, which is will <laughs> like, become very like boring. Games, no, or? we were playing Warhammer. Okay. <laughs> so, so Mark places two of his tau on top two of pathfinders. Yep, on the top of a building. So it's like four stories high, and he puts these tau. They're not tall enough to see over the wall, and he's, I guess, he's upset. So he just says, "Well, they can see," and I go over and I'm looking like. I don't think they can see Well, no, here. first he's like, oh, Eric, like, I don't know if these have line of sight. Like, come check. He's like, I yeah. want to be fair about this. Yeah. So I go look and I'm like, to me, I don't think they have line of sight. And he, then he's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so then James is like, well, I'll come check because, you know, I'm third party, bi- unbiased. And everything. Well, I don't know. if I'm And they biased. didn't have line they of sight. Didn't. It was funny. Though. And then Mark oh, had a little upsetness about there it. Was, there was a lot of upsetness. There was yelling. There was shouting. Almost things were thrown. Almost. So tables were almost thrown. Man, I feel like you got to like live stream these gaming oh sessions. Oh my God. Just the arguments. Expand, uh, <laughs> I don't want people to think so poorly of me. I assume they already do, I guess. But it was amusing. Uh, but anyways, uh, he was saying that it was impossible to fold a paper that many times. Mm. And I was misunderstanding that. And it sounded to me like he was saying, no, you couldn't possibly fold a paper to make it span mm, the galaxy oh, mm. and if we're arguing if it was possible yes the, yeah. the thing is if it's <laughs> possible to fold a piece of paper because you can't fold a piece of paper like more than like yeah, nine times like or something times like mythbusters busted that i think they did that with the sheet of paper yeah. that was the size of a football yeah. and they used really like a big piece of paper and they still couldn't they use like a bulldoze not a bulldozer what's the steamroller yeah, the, the big thing with the thing. Yeah, yeah they use one of those and they wow. couldn't get it beyond that Crazy. But it's just, that's our arguments, just misunderstandings. <laughs> so if you want to hear us yell at each other about that, go listen to episode 36. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about cabals. So cabals rule through power, and they are very vengeful. The unspoken law of the city is that might makes right. So uh, it's all about power. and It's not about a democratic authority or born you're born into like this place of power it's it's all about can you survive mm-hmm. and can you exercise your power and authority over others yeah i think like the way i i picture it to kind of like bring it to our world a little bit is that they're basically just pirates like if you picture pirates mm-hmm. in the caribbean going mm-hmm. around sailing and yeah i think that's ships, a pretty decent yeah. one because there's also a code yeah that they follow and and they and they it's it's not necessarily whoever's captain is the person who does the best job and who you're most afraid of mm. that's the captain yeah that's actually a pretty i mean i don't know why i never made that connection but they literally are pirates <laughs> you get to sum up the whole episode yeah. right all right so cabals thanks for coming pirates. guys yeah. um cabals are self-governing so there's no outside interference from other bodies um although threats of power can sway decisions so there might be two cabals that are competing for something and you know, while you ultimately have the say over what your cabal does, if the other cabal um, outpowers you or is in a position to like get put you at a disadvantage trade wise or raid wise, you might listen to them and change mm. what you are. So there is a constant flux and like flow of authority and politicking between them. Okay. Uh, mm. They also exist, they have a very strict social class system that it, it determines their military authority as well as their day-to-day living. Mm. So we are going to go over um, what makes the different levels of a cabal and, and who can order who 
hmm. whom whom to do what so there's not like a an equally spread out level of power between the different houses or cabals there's even structure within that yes yeah okay. so there it's it's all about what population you have and like who's a member hmm. of your cabal and then also like where you are situated geographically and what you're known for will also determine power and you might have like you might have an amazing power in holding like warp gates right in your cabal and that's what you're known for and you might not have the biggest army or the biggest fleet but you control so you the important exactly and you charge everyone to go through your important warp gates so you have wealth and you have mm. power because you can deny people right and so there's there's a lot of different ways to hold power mm. yeah okay um so each cabal is responsible for its own wealth and power and should it lose those it will and can lose its status as a ruling house so you do have to have like a certain level of authority and power to be recognized as a cabal or else you're no more than a street gang mm-hmm. you know with the filth in Kamora, <laughs> the filthy reaver street gangs um so elitism is also uh, always been a way of life in Kimura, and if you aren't part of a cabal, your life has no value. Not only that, but those that are true-born, so from a, a female Dark Eldar, are given way more authority over those that are vat-grown, or the half-born. They're born in vats? Yeah, so wow. population for the Dark Eldar has always been a problem uh, for them. They just okay. can't reproduce as fast. I thought they just love pain and, you know getting it on in painful ways or i'm sure that's well that's part of the problem they spend too much time on the pain and a lot of those painful ways of doing it are not productive (laughs) i guess so you could remove certain parts so you you make more time spent with pain than procreation there you go (laughs) (laughs) personally i like to be my sex full of pain that's the only way to enjoy it really that's uh but yes, there are. Since they have such a problem with uh, oh. reproduction, they actually grow and a lot of dark Eldar in the city. Crazy, mm. yeah. Which is like the Matrix stuff in pods and. Yep, I guess yeah. very close. Except you have your own identity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and it's not cloning. That's important to know is that they're not cloning. They're actually just creating. Like they're taking the, the egg, egg and the, and the spermatozoid, mm, and they're putting yeah. them together, and they're creating. They're just not carried within a what dark Eldar that? female. Spermatozoids. Huh? What race is that? Spermato- spermatozoids? Has spermatozoids. Is that a race of... In Warhammer, can I play that race? No? You just want to... Is that a chaos god? Wanna, their models are really small. The number of the trillions. How do you make the model? You just kind of... Wow. Yeah. Think about it. Think about it. You can make your own, I guess. You know what? With it's that so model, cheap. It's so cheap. No one would ever touch your pieces. <laughs> I win. <laughs> You wouldn't even want your models to go close to them. You can have <laughs> no, that exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, I'm going to put my model next to yours because they're in combat. My guy flees. He's yeah. gone. I, I just, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I concede. Oh, uh, so populations of cabals can fluctuate from several hundreds into the millions. And it shows that power exists in their structure beyond that of just military strength. Mm. Uh, they also act with a sense of immortality, as even though they can lose status and be destroyed, they are rarely. Uh, they just hold things so closely mm. uh, that it's just power just lends itself to more power, right? So, 
And to kill, and the final thing we're going to talk about cabals themselves, like a, as a generalization, is that to kill a cabalite warrior, or really anyone in the house, is to commit a hostile act against the cabal as a whole. And we mentioned that they are vengeful, right? And they protect their own hmm. very very fiercely because as soon as a cabal shows weakness is when others will strike uh, yeah so it does lend itself really well to that that pirate metaphor where it's just like sure we don't care about anybody in the world but for our own we have mm. this like deep sense of loyalty yes and as soon as we are threatened even a little bit we bring the full force of everything we have mm. to get rid of that threat yeah cool uh let's talk very briefly though about the the history of the cabals. Uh, so when the fall of the Eldar happened, the webway that sheltered the very numerous inhabitants from the brunt of slanish birthing pains, uh, they remained in there. And so there were a bunch of noble houses in there at this point, and eventually they, become to, they come to be known as cabals and vie for power and mm. control in the city. So they feuded for millennia um, about... I think M26 or M27 is when Slanesh happened. So at that point, until M35, it's like 8,000, 9,000 years that these cabals are just vying for power until an imperial attack on the city happens. And then it wipes out so much of like the, the current leadership that it's a simple thing for this guy named Asdrubale Vect, who is the leader of the cabal of the Black, Hand, Black Heart. I don't know why I wrote Black Hand. One of, one of the interesting things too about about them is like when I was doing a little bit of research is that they didn't even realize at first that their souls were being sucked by Slanesh. They didn't even know. So they're just like going around. Oh, well, everyone else is like responding to the fact that Slanesh is sucking souls. They just almost mm. act as if it's not happening. So they just keep going, living their lives the way they always had in their decadent Eldar ways. And then after a while, they're like, oh, our souls are being like, fed upon so we should probably do something about that and it took them a long time to hmm. to deal well, with that well yeah I, Crazy. I, i'm not entirely certain when that happens because there were there was a lot of time leading up to the birth of slanesh when like so the birthing pains of slanesh were felt for like a couple thousand years before slanesh was actually born and i think that might have been one of them is that before slanesh was even born they're starting to feel the effects of, was it, is of it, her is drawing that the order? Of her thought, drawing their souls. I thought it was. I thought he, she was like existed, and they still feeding on them, and they still didn't even okay. acknowledge it. I mean, you you read that more recently than I did. Oh yeah, well, I could be totally wrong too. I just yeah. I just say things, and then let, let the expert right. uh, just <laughs> move in for a second. What do you, what do you think, Daniel? <laughs> yeah, bring in the experts. <laughs> this is what I think. <laughs> what is Slanesh? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent question. <laughs> Refer me to which episode, Eric. Uh, I actually don't have that in my notes. That's okay. <laughs> we never talked about it. No, we, we must have. No, we I'm did. Sure we talked about have. the fall of the Eldar. We right. talked. We I think we had a specific episode have about you that. You talked about Solanish, though? I'm or fairly certain. Chaos Gods? Yeah, I mean, but it was, it was like almost stuff. two years ago at this point. I you could start recycling episodes now. Or, you <laughs> That's know, what we're going to start doing. Of... We're just going to re-release the same episode with commentary. Yeah. 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 Commentary. What I was doing that. when I was in that episode yeah. was I was leaning back. That's why it sounded like I was really far away. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to episode 36, you yeah. and Mark, 
and you're going to be having a commentary about this paper thing, and it's going to erupt into another a whole, oh, it fight. would, and Slanesh will be born. Hundred percent, it would. Have. <laughs> it's oh. just compounding. There you go. The, that's the birth. Yeah, of that's that's the came out of water. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's corn. Definitely corn. <laughs> okay, Mark and I are responsible for two of the four chaos gods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can accuse you guys of making Nurgle at least. Yeah, we. There's no friendship between us yeah. <laughs> we don't care uh so asdrubale vect and this guy uh since m35 has been in control of the dark city so that's at least seven thousand years because it's now just at like m42 around and so he's been in control of kimura for a very long time um so he also claims to be one of the original founders of Kimura. So he says he was alive in like M26 when Slanesh was born because he says he even witnessed the fall of the Eldar. And he said uh, it was him who found a way of drinking the other, like the slave souls and like using mm. their pain to like replenish his own, um, which if is, if that is it's true, true, it's very possible that he actually has been alive for hmm. Uh, what is it, 16,000 years at this point? Whoa. I wonder what it'd be like to be 16,000 years. Like, would you remember anything or would it be like, that happened so long ago? I have no, like, it might as well have not been alive at that point because that happened a long time ago. It's There's probably a, a point. totally different person now. There's a really interesting thing about Asdrubale Vect that we will get into uh, when we actually talk about his cabal. Cool. So don't forget that because I'll it kind of comes mm. back. So now that we know a brief history about, you know, uh, how they came to power by overthrowing the old regime and then Vect starting them and, and setting up these ruling houses that are kind of always contesting and mm. fighting each other. Let's talk about like the organization of uh, cabals. Uh, so does one of you want to read like the next point in it? Sure. Go yeah, ahead, Tim. I'm on it. I just I just got all this information about Dark Elder. Excellent. Waiting to share with everyone. Spread your knowledge all over yeah. us. I'm not reading this from my phone. Not your basis. I'm, this though. is just coming right out of my my soul. Your soul. My soul. Yeah. It's a dangerous place to talk about <laughs> with Dark Eldar. It's <laughs> concerned. <laughs> all right. So you asked the question. How are they organized? Let me tell you. Yes. Positions in the Cabal are clear. And any attempt to act outside of one's authority is viewed by their superior as a threat to their authority, as any good leader would think. Of course. Um, joining a cabal is a rough competition, and on the only exception is that they're invited to join. So. Only the exceptional. Oh, yeah. I totally just, you know. That's a Mark moment. It's a Mark yeah. moment, yeah. You're, taking, you're in his chair. <laughs> you're in his chair, yeah. It's a little you're, bit you're rough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, it is rough competition because they only take the best of the best to, to like be members of their raiding parties, right? Um, so the next thing we, we want to talk about is how they advance. And so we said that an uh, attempt to act outside of one's authority is, is viewed as a threat. Mm -hmm. And those threats are put down immediately because like the way to advance is to almost always kill your leader, right? Like if, if we're in a squad of of dark eldar cabalite warriors and there's a leader ahead of us one of us is just going to be like screw it i'm done taking orders from mark you go stab a blade <laughs> through his heart and now you lead the squad well has anybody seen mark today we just mm. heard his voice and but who knows won't. if that was uh you know pre -recording. it's a pre-recording <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah. do they i mean there's not really an element of trust then i guess if no there's if, zero trust even with you know cabals. the guy is gonna like kill you you know your best buddy so so in in a situation where where they're fighting an opposing force and there's already like a mistrust like what's what what would stop uh one of the lesser ranking ones just taking a pot shot at his commanding officer and using the battlefield you know for his advantage absolutely nothing i think that's that's what they do i think that's the easiest way to do it right i Mm. i I think a lot of it has to do with the fact though that like you cannot be caught doing this Hmm. right if there's a chance that someone else can see you and you know has it recorded on like their helmet camera which i assume they all have um of you like murdering your captain i think that's going to be very frowned upon (laughs) i think you should like whoever plays dark eldar should definitely do this on the battlefield like take shots at themselves yeah like you're like i have this model he wants to advance and he has an opportunity take a shot at your own at your (laughs) own yeah get you back in the game wow okay new tactics (laughs) oh yeah i think it's fight fight my own guys But I also I also have, might have another reason why they wouldn't do that. Hmm. It's I think it's because it's more important that their cabal wins in a fight than it is that they advance. Hmm. So if destroying your commander could put your squad at a potential disadvantage in that moment in the course of the battle hmm. and make you miss you out on yourself. loot or you could die, hmm. then I think that they're they're a little more selfish in that regard. Hmm. Okay, they, they so also, what you're saying is is if I'm losing and I'm playing a Dark Eldar pro- player, then they can start shooting at their own players. <laughs> right? If you want to doubly lose. <laughs> I, hey, do you do whatever it is you need to do on the tabletop? <laughs> you do you. If you're playing Dark Eldar <laughs> and you no, start I killing your own I won't be I will it. love yeah. that. The other player will. Oh, you're going to pers- expect them to start yeah. killing themselves? Yeah. If Isn't they're winning. an Imperial Guard thing, though? Like, with the Commissar, you can shoot your own guys? or That's a, that is that's a rule, an IG yeah. thing. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. At the very least, I know it used to be a rule. I haven't yeah. played anyone who does okay. IG or Astro Militarum recently. It used to be. I don't know if it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you definitely, like, you would sacrifice you one in order to increase everyone else's leadership or, like, right. make them pass, like, a falling back test or something. Right. Okay. Um, so you definitely, like, is a big portion of advancement is removing what was in your way. Um, so let's talk about, like, the lowest member of the Cabal military. The Kabbalite warrior. Excellent. You like that pronunciation? I do. Thank you. Is it Kabbalite or Kabbalite? I'm going to go with Kabbalite. All right. Well, you got to do it. Sounds you. like a little, like a mineral. It does. It does. <laughs> I have Kabbalite uh, countertops at my place. So. Oh, I thought it sounded like a STI. <laughs> oh. Kabbalitis. Yeah, but that's not what it is. It's Kabbalite. Fair enough. You can't just I got add a extra. Infection. You can't just add extra. I have a cabalite infection. <laughs> that sounds like you have a cabalite and it got infected. Well, there you go. Don't All look. right. Well, here Probably we go. Infected. I'm just gonna Don't go source. on. Don't source check. <laughs> oh, I'll check you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So these are the basic warriors and members of the cabal. They perform any and all tasks that are too important to leave for the slaves. Because they got a lot of slaves. They're, they have a lot of slaves. <laughs> yes. But, you know. And slaves, slaves from like all races and things, right? Yeah. But even their own. Yeah. Wow. Right? But it's like they love going on raids, right? So they'll collect any race. And if they're, they don't fit in the gladiatorial pits, then you're just a slave, I guess. Mm. To be used until we eat your soul. 
Mm. So due to the low population in Gamora, many Dark Eldar are vat-grown, also called half-born, as we discussed earlier. Most of these Eldar will end up as slaves to the Cabal, but some exceptional ones will join the ranks of warriors. So you only want those pure... Well, pure blood something about being like that grown at least to the dark eldar i don't know if this is super true but it like it lessens their ability it's well, like it they seems miss- like there's like a there's like a a perception of that across all races too because mm. aren't like the now i don't know if this is true post like at the current time but the uh death core are all that grown the, and I thought, the Krieg. Yeah. Yes, they are. So, and I thought at first everyone didn't think they could do much in the, the, uh, the Astro Militarum thought, oh, these guys are all background. How good could they be? But then of course they were amazing. But I think there's that just a perception among most races that if you're born from a vat, you're just not, mm-hmm. maybe you don't have as much of a soul as everyone else, or maybe you just mm-hmm. aren't raised as efficiently or I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the, mm-hmm. yes, there is, I guess that perception. And I guess maybe it does span of many races so it might just be part of the universe that it being might. born in a vat except nature for primaris apparently nature. which those are okay i <laughs> <Yes>. guess <laughs> but it, yeah it like lessens yeah. who you are being born out of a tube vat dad yeah she's got a vat, <laughs> vat, dad, <laughs> vat dad who was your vat dad <laughs> my my vat dad went to the store to get milk you hear that all the time in 40k oh like it's a tragic everyone, it's yeah. every half born story is that yeah <laughs> right on all right well when they become warriors they are gifted we- weapons and armor to serve in their basic needs of shelter and food are then given to them so like you so the cabal will up. take care of yeah. them mark and i were chatting about this uh when we were doing the notes and we were wondering if it's uh like it's a gift like the cabal says hey, like you're in the cabal now and you're a warrior. These are the cabals, this armor, this weapon, this room, this food that you eat. And now you're expected to give back to the cabal. And we were almost mm. wondering, like, would the cabal ever use the threat of removing those things? Like, like, hey, you better uh, perform well or else we'll take these gifts back and put you out on the street or make you a slave. See, the way I see it is I used to work at Dairy Queen when I was younger and this, there's a lot of similarities between the cabals and, and Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. Trust uh, me. So I'm interested. So yeah. when you start working there, they give you a, a uniform, but you have to pay for your uniform and you work what? off getting the uniform. <laughs> no. Seriously? That was what I was working wow. there. I don't know if it's still like, I mean, that was when minimum wage was like what? Six dollars. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, exactly. So, oh so you'd work, and then I, that's how I assume the cabals would do it. It's like, here, you get this armor. Obviously, it's it's not yours. You're yeah. paying us. It's our uniform. The other thing to it, Dairy Queen, is I had to give it back afterwards too. Gross. So, you think they, you, think you got someone yes. else's? Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> wow. So, I assume that they give you the armor. It's like this isn't your armor, but you're going to pay for it. Yeah, and then we want it back when you're d- dead yeah but it I, definitely doesn't seem like they owned it no. right i think they really modeled it after the dairy queen model. i i'm that was quite their, convinced that was their inspiration like, dairy doing it like this is a good idea if you saw what happened behind the counter I think the dairy the queen, next, you wouldn't doubt at all that they were related to dark eldar <laughs> the next cabalite warriors i'm going to paint them in a dairy queen color scheme it's <laughs> just like okay. a red shirt black red and white <laughs> Sun could be holding blizzards, but upside down. Yeah. Upside down. Yeah. 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 Just check. proving it. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, st- oh we still goodness. got it. 
so the next rank up we have is the Sybarites, and these are merely the best of the Kabbalite warriors, and they're in charge of them, but really it's not much of a difference in authority or title. It's it's like a you have a squad of five, and one of them has to like be the point of contact for the next higher up guy, so they're chosen. Yeah, like an MCO kind of thing. Yeah, it's not it's not really a huge jump in authority, but mm-hmm. it is something. And um, everyone's got to start somewhere on that long grind to the top. Yeah. Well, interesting thing about um, Sybarites is that when Mark and I were doing our research for this, we kind of determined that Sybarites and Kabbalite warriors are all that grown. And we didn't think that there were any true borns Mm. in these ranks. Mm. Um, And there's like reasons for that that we can get, I can share later, but that was, it kind of, like this is as high as a vat born could ever get is what it felt Uh, like. Mm. So like, yeah, like now they're a Sybarite and they have a few extra duties, but this is kind of it for you as a half born. They really are like the lowest anyway. So, so there is a constant rivalry between Sybarites of the same cabal even, uh, Mm because they're all trying to gain the approval of their superiors. Yeah. They want their squad to go on the raids and to get loot and to have the pleasure of whipping people into flesh blood boiling. Yeah, that's the thing. It's what they live for. It's a thing. It's what they live for. Breast ripping. <laughs> so superiors of the um, Dark Eldar even uh, encourage the rivalry. They believe that conflict begets strength and such rivalries can even lead to violence. Um, when we were talking about it, I, the image I kind of came to my mind was in the rivalry was uh, like, Mark, yeah, yeah. What? No, <laughs> like say, say like uh, you were our superior. So say you're like a dracon. You is me because he's sorry, James. Yes, James is our dracon, and all you, three the listener. of us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all three of us, Dan, D- Daniel, Tim, and me, we're all Sybarites, yeah. and we're all going on a raid, and he's leading it, and he gives all of us a very specific job. Uh, but I have it out for Tim. Like, I think Tim is, like, too big for his boots, and I want to put him down. So you I, shoot him. I know. Well, because it says it can lead to violence. I don't I don't think that. I feel like it'd be similar to the way we talked about other. Like, it, you, you it, don't want to do it if it could negatively yes. affect you. So I found cabal. a way. I found a way around that in what I, my thinking was. So when Tim's given a job and I'm given a job, I do my job on the battlefield. And then I say, I'm going to make like, it hard for me. Or- not only that, I'm going to remove your ability to do your job by mm. doing it. I'm going to steal the glory and like the goods and the loot that you were supposed to get. Mm. And it, it's going to lessen your ability in the eyes of James, our Dracon. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it'll puff me up more. And, and that's kind of how I saw mm. the rivalries going. And then you might be so pissed off and upset that you want it to take to violence and you know we do well and i win and i give you more loot thank you sir dracon i don't sir. promote but you because you're vat born it just it <laughs> felt like a, a cool like there's so many cool dynamics in the dark eldar yeah. it's just it's built for conflict and story yeah yeah that's which, why i like which is more what i learned as i yeah. was doing the research that's kind of why i gravitated to chaos a lot because there's just the conflict and you know how like it's so boring being space marines yeah it's kind you of have to be noble all the time yeah so sucks pious. being noble every day. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that's kind of half 
born and um, what they can rise to. Uh, someone wanted to do the Kabbalite trueborns. Well, you did, did you touch on the? Oh, you're right. No, I totally missed something. Yeah. Yeah. So the other function of the Sybarite is to find other dark Eldar to join the Cabal. Hmm. So they search the street gangs to find exceptional fighters. Um, so like a lot of like the Reavers, the things that fly in there. So they're just looking for people who are... Join the cause. Yeah, exactly. But like you need to be vicious. You need to be cruel. You need to be cunning. You need to exemplify all the traits that we want and i think like back to that imagery of the pirates that kind of makes sense you know you have this one pirate guy who goes on the riff raff tosses a knife between two yeah fight to the death he's going through like the slums finding yeah, people with like that look in rapid, their eye yeah. rapid series of expansion <laughs> <laughs> he's constantly licking his lips yeah gross but yeah it really fits back to that uh, idea of the pirate um so if they find a dark eldar if they are vat born they would join the rest of the uh, Kabbalite warriors. And if they are trueborn, they're actually elevated above them. So, and this is where, like, we couldn't really find any strong sources that stated only Vatborn are these Kabbalite warriors. But from what we were reading, it sounded like the trueborn existed in these next ones. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you could probably get away with saying that you're cabal does it either way if you made your own you probably could yes yeah. it's open to interpretation as many things in 40k are for sure yeah all right who wants to do the trueborns i got the trueborns all right so this is on the Kabbalite trueborn so these warriors are the children of kimura and they are treated as such they are given elevated status compared to those half-born eldar and as such have more access to better war gears yeah, um, they they stick to themselves and they don't often associate with the lesser members of the cabals or don't. Period. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, like you don't want to be seen associating with someone who's beneath you, right? You don't want them. You don't want your uppers to think that you have like a, a soft spot for mm. those who are, you know, aren't worthy of being in your class. And this is kind of where the social structure mingles with the military hierarchy and authority yeah um but i think or as a whole i think in 40k so many races are very class focused like is there a race that doesn't see that and they're like we just welcome everyone or i know like tau are pretty welcoming of other races to use i know there's a class but okay they're like yeah yeah we'll partner with you to do this or something but, like that. The, but yes even in tau race, there's though, a very there, strict class system yeah is there like a, a race that actually are beyond that do, do the know. Tyranids have I was, classes? Or? Well, they're kind of classless, they're, aren't they? They're kind of classless, like, but they're also they have not hive, an individualistic. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. one, one, one thing. So yeah, there's, mm. there isn't really a class mm. if there's only one of you, mm. right? And not that there is only one Tyranid, but they don't really have an individual will. Um, Eldar might. Like, they have different stations and hmm. different levels of authority, but the... <clears throat> Like you can be. On. Are you meaning like without a hierarchy or without class? Um, like, is there not without hierarchy, like but without clearly, like class? There's very like, clearly better. You see a lot of like we don't want to associate ourselves with you kind of stuff with like quite a few races. I think well, so. In Imperium, hundred percent. Yeah. Right. You don't want to be seen with anyone who has like another eye on their forehead or another <laughs> arm, right? Or like who is like a weak person, or like you don't want to be associated with them. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely like, chaos. Yeah. They would have that 
similar thing. Like if you're not strong enough or powerful enough, you don't associate with me or I just kill you. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe hmm. Tyranids, maybe Eldar. I guess so. Tyranids, it doesn't make sense. It's like saying mm-hmm. there's no class between your left arm and your right arm. Well, yeah. one of them is clearly better at some duties than the other. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, well, that's why you have to train both. <laughs> just work on one a little bit more. Um, okay, so out of the Kabbalite Trueborn, um, just like how the warriors have the Sybarites, the Trueborn have Dracons or Dracons. I don't know how you want to say it. So these are the best of the Trueborn warriors, and they lead them in their squads. And it should be noted that the Trueborn squads are much smaller than the warrior squads. Presumably, there's just less of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Trueborns, like these Dracon, can also lead raiding parties if there's an opportunity for them. Um, so this is a huge distinction between Dracons and Sybarites. Even though both of them rule over a squad, Dracons can lead raiding parties and Sybarites cannot. Mm. So, yeah, that's kind of the big thing. And, you know, there can still be multiple Dracons in a raiding party, but if there's no one higher, one of them will very clearly mm. be in authority. Is there, like, this might be silly, but I've never heard why Eldar reproduce so slowly. Do they just not take the time? I think it's a very emotional toll ah, I see. on them. It's just difficult seem, for them. Uh, yeah, I seem to recall reading that somewhere. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't take just, more than just a physical, like they use, they're pretty tied to like the warp, right? Does that So they have to psychically like, do some work as well kind of thing? Or? I don't know about that. I just know that they like, so they just feel everything so much more. Mm. So I think like to give life inside of them, takes so much well, more out of them yeah, mentally I mean, like, giving life to something that's immortal oh like, yeah it's probably something causes a lot of strain and stress yeah, much more of a feat than something that's gonna just yeah and kimura isn't a very nurturing city either <laughs> for someone in those physical <laughs> not a lot of opportunity for privacy or well it's more just like like it if you see a pregnant woman, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, like be very careful. Pregnant lady. Uncle Morris not- just stab, stab, <laughs> yeah, stab. Exactly. Lots of spiky things. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like a nice place <laughs> to have a child. And that's for Eldar too. They also struggle with. Yes. Or they is just, it just dark Eldar. No, all Eldar. They just don't reproduce. Well, humans are just known to be just extremely prolific yeah. compared to those other races. Hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting. So now let's talk about uh, hierarchs. So these are Dracon that have proven themselves capable or they're just in the right place at the right time. So this goes harkens back to the assassination of um, previous hierarchs. And so one of the reasons why these guys would have such a good time of doing that is because they're in constant communication. So hierarchs and Dracons. Hierarchs tell the Dracons what to do. So the Dracons are the ones with the most opportunity for assassination uh, and these hierarchs are advisors to the archon and they form the inner circle of authority within a cabal hmm. so okay. they are responsible for sharing the will of the archon throughout it they help him foil any assassination plots they are vigilant against all threats uh, of the cabal uh, i feel like they wouldn't that's a strange position to be in where you're in the job of protecting your boss but as soon as he dies you might be the new boss it also could send you into the next target on your back 
Yeah, true. But then why would anybody want to be the Archon? For power. Well, then that would be the reason why they'd be okay with it. Yeah, but some people are going to be okay with it and some people are... So you just have that not ambitious Dark Eldar. Well, I think all Dark Eldar are ambitious to some degree, but I think some are just way more cautious. Sure, yeah, there's probably like fear involved. Like some are is equally ambitious, fear. but also e- equally fearful. Yeah, but there's also mm. the Archon also has ways around this, which we are going to get to very. I'm just soon. I'm just like laying all these seeds for you. Yeah, to, exactly. For you to water soon. Later. TM. <laughs> uh, something you might find if you ever search about hierarchs is so the Incubi are another sect within Kamora. They are Dark Eldar that don't exist within any Cabal. Um, And it's said that the leaders of the Incubi Shrines are Hierarchs. And you'll find that on, like, both pages. You'll find that Hierarchs exist from Dracon, and you'll find that Hierarchs are Shrines, the Shrine leaders of Incubi. Are Incubi Trueborn? Doesn't matter. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Oh. Um, But the it's kind of like a like they contradict it contradicts itself um because in seventh edition it was said that the hierarchs are the shrine leaders of the incubi and on eighth edition it says clavexes are the leaders of the incubi so if you are about to yell at us because you're like no the hierarchs lead incubi shrines just know that it's from a previous edition not very old but it is a previous one retcon yeah and the newer one does state that it's clavexes that lead incubi shrines not hierarchs okay just wanted to get out there because someone is gonna send us a message about that Some, someone with too much time on their hands <laughs> we're we have too much time on our hands that's very true. It's, it's Mark. He's going to... Mark's going to be... Hey, I heard on this podcast. <laughs> I somehow expect him to just call in halfway through this and just say, just start an argument about something. <laughs> well, the episode isn't over yet. So. Um, let's talk about the most powerful member of a cabal. The Archon. So these are the ruthless, deadly, most powerful, and cunning leaders of the cabal. The... Uh, the expected way to become an archon is by killing the old one. So yeah, you got to find that. Got to find those loyal guys to back you up somehow. Yeah, Some loyalty loyal dark isn't El- really a- loyal dark Eldar. <laughs> yeah, how does that happen? Uh, because of this, they are under a constant threat of assassination and plus to overthrow them, and so must always be vigilant. So you kind of just like get the idea of a paranoid, paranoid captain who sits in his in his quarters, just like afraid but he can't be only that he also has to lead his cabal to glory and spoils and loot or else they'll leave him true yeah but that's kind of that i still get like it's just so much of a pirate he they must have been just like sitting down and like reading some pirate story as they made the lore for this because i can just see it so perfectly to like a pirate lore cast (laughs) (laughs) probably (laughs) and i could just well it's just like the captain sitting in his cabin he's like okay i gotta get my guys to the next the next score or they're all gonna overthrow me me. yeah Yeah. so you're just under constant it's just very it's a very stressful it's a stressful place to be so it's said that uh there are some cabal leaders who have survived over 300 assassination attempts oh my god on their lives Which is pretty great. That's a pretty high number of assassination attempts to survive. That's pretty good. Yeah. So the power they wield involves determining who goes on what raids, creating deals with other cabals, and petitioning the incubi 
Weak witch. cults? Witch. Witch. Mm-hmm. All right. And homunculi. Covens. Covens. Yes. Covens. So those are the I can three, read. <laughs> those are the three um, dark Eldar that exist outside. The three types of dark Eldar that exist outside of the Cabal's power. Incubi, witch cults, and homunculi covens. Mm. So the Cabals will go to them and entreat with them and say, like, look, we're going to go on this raid. We want you or a couple people to join us and you will get a portion of the spoils. You can mm. kind of imagine that as like a way of controlling too. It's like, oh, this guy's getting a little bit too big for his breaches. I'm not going to send him on any more raids. I'll send these other guys mm. and they'll kind of like, so you might be like playing a Absolutely. little bit puppet it's master. Absolutely, all maneuvering and politicking. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so you don't even care. You like you care obviously about getting the loot, but like, yeah, I might put that guy back because he's been getting a little bit too... Yeah. Ambitious. Too out there. Exactly. He's this, been doing too well. This next mm. point will answer a couple questions for you. So, the Archons are often seen in the presence of bodyguards outside the influence of their cabal, or any cabal. This is because they cannot trust any member. The power they wield is too great a temptation. Instead, they employ incubi as they are unable to be bribed or corrupted by their own ambitions. So, the incubi mm. are very particular in what they do. And, like, once you've made a deal with an incubi, you can implicitly trust them like just every you can trust them with your life you fall asleep next to an incubi he's not going to kill you if he's still on your contract you'd probably need that in a society where everyone's just trying to off you like yeah they are you know 100 something yeah something to kind of hold it's kind of interesting like why why are they that way yeah like we we haven't done an episode on incubi yet yeah Ooh. Oh, foreshadow. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the next one we do is going to be on those three. We're going to talk specifically about the Incubi, the Witch Cults, and the Homunculi Covens. We're going to talk about what makes them, what they are, how they act, what their views are, and stuff like that. But yes, this is how they avoid, you know, a lot of, like, their own drama from their own cabal. Which makes sense. Would, would anybody below them be able to get any of those bodyguards? No. Just because they don't have the influence? Yeah, they don't have the influence. Yeah, like an Archon could request to like a witch, to an Incubi and be like, hey, can you protect this Dracon for this raid? But the Incubi doesn't have to say yes, right? The Dracon isn't going to the Incubi and soliciting them because they'll be like, you're nothing. You are beneath me. Exactly, because everything is very strict socially. Mm. Uh, and then the last little bit uh, we have about cabal members are just their members of their court, really. Um, so archons will attempt to consolidate power by gathering all of those around them that they can use. So this includes uh, Xenos races like Slits, Urgals, Lameans, and Medusa. And that's just naming a couple. Literally anything you can imagine already exists in Kimura. And then... Anything that has power or a potential for power or authority can be invited into an Archon's court. I have seen mm. Sliths models. Are there the other two? Yep. Urgles, Urgles and, and Lemans and Medusa. There's all oh, of okay. them. I haven't seen A, a lot of them are like under Beastmasters, you'll find in okay. like the Dark Eldar. Okay. I haven't um, seen a lot of those. But Mark and I were talking like it's how it's not crazy to think that there might be a human in some Archon's court. Sure. Or a space marine. Wow. Right, like a like a chaos space marine. Like, sure. what's the problem with them being like, yeah, I want power and the, or even just a renegade space marine. Like, this is how I'm going to do it. Sure. Right, like because anyone can join. So that's cool. It is kind of cool to think that it just it's more story, yeah. right? Like it's more conflict, more, it's more different 
things that you can get in. So there's no precedent for what can That's cool. Be so you could make your lore a little bit like you could just use a, the rules for something else, but like, oh, I'm just going to throw this model in here because... That'd be a cool army. Just like a little well, bit Well, yeah, just proxying a bunch of stuff. From, yeah. 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 That's cool. Uh, so these members, while outside the strict class structure of the Cabals, are presumably bought and paid for. We don't know exactly what their like true loyalties will lie like some of them might choose to follow the archon because they want to some of them might be on mercenary contracts some of them might literally be slaves that were just like very powerful and that have been purchased and given a place of honor as a slave maybe Mm. yeah if you like how dangerous would it be to be a member of this court though like i feel extremely dangerous i feel like but no one wants your position necessarily. So you don't have, do people, are people trying to kill you for your spot? Why not? Because if you're just like a member, there's no like, you don't have like a rank. You could for just them be, to steal. Be but power, it could just be favor. To be in the sure. Court too, right. Though with like, you might be the lowest guy, but then when you go outside, you're like, you're in his court. You, you know, sure. you know it, what's going it on. It also could be that, be. you know, uh, Daniel, Tim and I, we're all mercenaries. You're the Archon. But I noticed that you keep giving Tim the best like missions to go on so i'm like so screw that him? so i kill him so then hmm. all I right fair enough every yeah like, <laughs> being in death. this place is very very dangerous but yeah it's, it's, probably, it's probably worse maybe being outside of it because you have no security yeah because sure right I, like no no rights no loot no personal property or, it's always going to be better to be on the inside yeah it's still dangerous it's just a different right. game right mm-hmm. you're, you're just ro- walking a different path but it's still a dangerous path Okay, so that kind of goes over the organization of cabals and, and how they, the class structures and social things will work together. Let's talk about um, a couple of the notable cabals. So in the Codex, there are four major cabals that you can pick from. You can choose one of their designations and you gain their bonus. Mm. Um, but there are actually 84 known cabals residing in Camorra. Uh, but we're not going to talk about all of those We're not going to talk about the Dairy Queen Cabal. We aren't. But if someone <laughs> That's were the to most write powerful a story yeah, about the, the okay. Cabal. You want to uh, be in his court. The Cabal of the Queen would. Dairy. Yeah. Queen I Dairy. would be more than happy to read that <laughs> on here. Um, but So even though there's 84 Cabals, power is mainly shared between four of the major ones. So who wants to do uh, Cabal of the Black Heart? It's a long one. Sure, I'll yes. I'll Tim. reach into that. Give that. Give us a sweet, deep voice. Mind knowledge. All right. How do you say his name? <laughs> uh, I say Asdrubale Vect. Asdrubale Vect commands the most largest and most powerful and oldest cabal. It gr- its grasp is so large that it has split up its territories into many pieces, and each is given to an archon to command. So this is something that is unique to the Black Heart is every other cabal has a single archon but uh Asdrubale Vect is known as the supreme commander mm. or supreme leader and he has such a large territory that he's given them to multiple archons who are always rivaling with each other so is, oh. is is this guy kind of the self-proclaimed leader of the not universally accepted yeah, okay. he he is the currently the most he's powerful, the, he's the biggest figure. kid on the block. Exactly, but at any point in time, someone could come and knock him off the pile. But to be fair, he's been there for a long time. So. Sixteen, potentially sixteen thousand years. He's mm. been alive, and he's been ruling it for at least seven thousand. Yeah, so that's he's not, not going. Soon. He's not going yeah. anywhere. 
so while these archons uh they do rival each other in their attempt to win his favor they know that outright murder would be punished harshly by him by him yeah so the idea here is that um they're all trying to gain his favor in order to get more territory from him or get better loot but all of them know that like if they were to like blunt one of his tools that would be severely punishable so it's all very underhanded with them it's it should never come to outright murder between archons interesting okay uh he has such a strong grip on uh kimura that his cabal um oh and his cabal that even his archons don't dare dream of usurping him it can be said that he can smell treachery and read the minds of lesser mortals like an open book i love this idea like he I know it's the best places to attack. <laughs> no, shut up. That's <laughs> terrible. No, I like the idea that he's so old and he's seen so much that he's seen it all. Right. And so any right. like facial tick that you have, any little maneuvering you've done 50 years ago, he's already seen three steps ahead of because mm. he's seen it all before. And I just yeah. I like the idea that it's someone who's he's just so cunning. And yeah, so, like, like you can't possibly lies. outthink him. Yeah, I guess in a way like he I don't know if he could then be overthrown if he's like that his plot armor is pretty thick yeah like there's a i mean what would it take to like i don't i don't i don't want to go into it but he actually has died before oh and like true deathed and then he's come back wow so like he's whatever you're planning he's ahead of you which is really cool like he has an amazing story and he can die and come back to life no he's jesus (laughs) but he did he can, but he did. That's right. Mm. Crazy. They, well, why don't you fry up that one with your sausages? I can't. That's right. <laughs> um, he's also created very close ties with the witch cult of Strife, uh, the most powerful cult in Kamora. And adding to this, uh, I mean, adding to their countless amount of Kabbalite warriors and gunships, um, Vex holds on the city, uh, holds on the city, the formatting on my thing, it's like it only gives me like two <laughs> words in a line. You should just flip your phone. <laughs> that would be smart, actually. Um, all right. He has such a strong hold on the, the city. Surpa- this might be a typo. No. Vex, <laughs> Vex hold on the city surpasses that of his closest rivals combined. Got it. Yeah. So like the next four most powerful combals, even if they were all to combine their strength like together, he still outpowers them and controls wow. more territory and has a bigger army and everything like his is what prevents him from just taking all the other cabal why doesn't he go on his own unification war i just so the, i like to think like it I, I, well it could be that i also like to think that he enjoys the game hmm. like he's created he yeah. literally created the cabal system effectively sure. and he likes the idea that a lot of people are too that busy someone's trying to kill him. Yeah, well, that maybe that, be. but also if, if he controls everything, then everyone is trying to kill him. Whereas right now, some cabal might mm. be fighting with another cabal and it avoids uh, him completely. Sure. And all dark Eldar are devious and all are cunning. So it's not like once he got everyone together, everyone would be rainbows and magical lovey times. It'd just be more death. It would just be more, but all pointed at him. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, that, that might be a dumb thing, but okay. All right. Uh, he organized, he orchestrates all of this um, when he used the previous name, Cult of the Black Heart, to overthrow the sun cults of Kamora and establish his dominance. 
Once he had done this, he declared his cult the first cabal and toppled the nobility of the Dark City. Yeah. So he's the one. Just That's just reiterating. He started everything. Uh, and his colors are dark green. Uh, so dark it appears black as well as maroon weapons. That's kind of cool. Like it's it's still green. So what? But it's just so. <laughs> okay. So a side story <laughs> on the lex- on the lexicon. If you look at the cabal of the Black Heart, they're going to list their colors as black, silver, and maroon weapons. And the lexicon is normally very accurate. Like mm. normally, the only thing you find on there are like very clear errors where it's like like they put a date wrong or something and you're like oh that's obviously wrong but so black silver maroon when you look at the picture of the cabal of the black heart the armor is very clearly has like a green tinge on all the edges so imagine like something is shiny right and it the light is reflecting mm. right on the edge mm-hmm. and it's green so that tells you that there's green in the armor yeah and Mark and I argued about this. We had a yelling match, really, because he was like, Eric, you're colorblind. It's very green. You just can't see it. And I was telling him, like, no, I can see it. I just, the lexicanum says something very different than what. So, like, I know everyone paints them, like, green. And I accept that as it is. I'm wondering why there's such a big disconnect between two things that are like right next to each other and very opposed it's nice to have this like this time where you can just vent about all the things you mark this isn't even venting i'm being as polite as possible you don't even have to like you don't have to though because he's not here to defend himself he's gonna listen he's gonna listen well yeah but like you can just say it and throw it out to the world i'm scared He's, he knows where you live. Mark, Mark can sense treachery. That's right. <laughs> read the minds of me like lesser mortals. Because he's ancient. <laughs> I've seen it all. But yeah, we did. We had a little bit of a tiff over this. But when you look at the picture and how everyone seems to paint them, it is like a green so dark that it, it's black. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, their preferred style of war is using their superior numbers in large-scale raids and heavy heavily fortis um heavy fortification sieges yeah now like sieges don't really seem to fit with dark eldar like do they have siege weapons and yeah like things like kind of light and kind of like strike and go yeah they they seem to be like more raiding Mm -hmm. parties uh so this is one of the things that mark and i kind of hypothesized on and it was okay like what if they are just going after the targets that no one else views is worth it because it takes too much firepower mm. or it would take too much time to do so sieges in the realm of dark Eldar. exactly it's yeah. not a siege as in we think like sieging a castle it's more like no we're gonna breach this thing that no one else wants to breach because they've already got their slaves and they're disappearing back into the webway yeah but so. it says heavy forti- I kn- fortification i know sieges? it that seems to really be like at war with the idea of everything that dark eldar stand for so it very could well be that they literally are laying siege but but this is talking about the guy you know well so he's so like it could be so many numbers and he's just so powerful that if anyone were to do a siege probably it would be him he has the ability to do it yes that makes i don't know he's just like Make of that what you will yes. is what that is. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you everything. I'm just here to spark discussion. <laughs> All right. Who wants to do the cabal of the poison tongue? I'll take the tongue. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Don't like that. <laughs> oh, okay. The cabal is closely aligned with the cabal of the black heart. They are known for running circles around people with their words. 
Hmm. I get the tongue reference now. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. Clever GW. Uh, they are very devious when it comes to plot titting. Plot ticking? Yep. That's Politicking. The word. That's the word. I thought it said pot like. There's just so many like. <laughs> I mean, it's when tongues, right? <laughs> it's like one of those words when you look at it, it's like. There's a lot of like weird letters put and together. And you don't normally see them. In, like, I didn't but, know like, that there's it's a, a normal in, word. Uh, yeah. Politicking. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Wow. They use this skill to ensure that their allies take the brunt of an attack or manipulating other cabals into situations where they can capitalize. Nice. So yeah. it's like, Eric, can you just like talk to Mark about this for me? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But, and you're like, wow, Eric, you'll get so much more out of this. It, it's tricking people really into doing things that they can benefit from. Yeah. Mm. So they like to employ assassins, infiltration tactics, and enjoy using heavy amounts of poison in their dealings. If anyone's got their blood boil whips, it's these guys. Yeah, yeah well, I, I can also see just like they have a handshake. They're like, oh, let's shake on this. And actually what There's it is. There's rice is, in on their hand. Or, the, or it's just like a little a little thin Injecty needle that's, thing. that has like a timer on it, that like a poison timer so that uh, they walk away and die like a day later. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds not? like what they do. That sounds Those cool. crafty tongue people. <laughs> don't like that <laughs> that poison dumb <laughs> well they just have it's a kiss like, kiss of death oh yes. yeah that would be uh, cool. it's yes. like the ultimate honor to get kissed by the oh, poison yeah. tongue and never. live and oh, live yeah. yes if, if you, you live, live oh, you're in that's deep. crazy yeah the archon of the poison tongue lady malice yeah is known to have a mind like a steel trap she avoids disaster and invites profit so well that many believe her to use prescience she knows the best times to attack don't you dare the best places <laughs> so bad. to leave the webway <laughs> i hate you uh she is also a really cool character who we'll get into at some point but she's she has very close ties to vect yeah. as well and their stories can intertwine at multiple times star-crossed lovers yeah well yes actually uh, he, she was one of his consorts maybe uh, vex survived the kiss of death Ooh. Ooh. oh he definitely did yeah, Ooh, yeah that's right? why that's he's oh so powerful <laughs> so the color story. of the poison so tongue is blue so blue that it appears black <laughs> hey you know what you're <laughs> No, it's real. Go look at the pictures. Yeah, their preferred tactic involves the use of speed, swift strikes, and deadly poisons. So, which is actually very different than what you hear uh, from the Black Heart. Yeah, really. they they seem to have very... Well, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, too, though. It's like, she's a big one, but she doesn't have as, as many resources, so she has to be a little more clever with how exactly. she uses them. Which, I like it. Yeah, mm. no, mm. poison tongue is really cool. Do, are you looking at the pictures, Daniel? I did, yeah. You see what I mean, though? Like, it's black, but there's, like, a blue highlight on them. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that just might be just, you know, artist's choice. You know, just trying to... <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's in okay. the notes! Yeah. The notes are canon! <laughs> uh, do you want to do Flayed Skull? Sure. sure. Uh, the Cabal of the Flayed Skull keep their seat of power on the highest and most jagged spire in um, Camaro called the Poisoned Crown. This is where they keep their vast fleets. They are second only to the cabal of the Black Heart in terms of military power. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, there's not like a, a huge amount of uh, information about this. 
uh, Cabal. It's not nearly as big as like uh, the Black Heart. It's Archon doesn't have as much of a story hmm. as the Poison Tongue, but it is known to have like the largest fleet hmm. in hmm. all of Kimura. Interesting. Um, so their colors are red and black. No, is that red that looks like black? Is no, so red black so dark or? that no, it no, no. Looks... They actually have like a red. And then black as well. Mm. So their red isn't so red, it looks like black. That's the next one. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the Cabal of the Flayed Skull, their tactics use a high number of aircraft. And all the best dark Eldar pilots want to join this Cabal. Sweet. And Archon Varask and... Is that right? Varask? Varask. Varask. He started his career as a lowly reaver and rose to become the Archon of the second most powerful Cabal. That's pretty cool. Yeah, a Reaver is a nobody. It's someone who, like, flies around the Dark City, like, uh, at street level, chopping people's heads off for fun. Wow. Are they on, like, the Hobgoblin? Yeah, exactly. Looks like Green Goblin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, would he be, like, a a Trueborn or...? Most likely he's a Trueborn, but his, like, his story is kind of unique in that not many people are going to rise from Reaver to hmm. like archon interesting so it's very possible he's he's that grown just because like he's the street guy so mm. but it's 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 pretty cool um mark and i were talking about like the rise of like a cabal would be one of the coolest stories probably ever in 40k like you and there's so many ways you can do it you can do where it's a guy starts as nothing but like a, a warrior and slowly makes his way up to archon you could do where a guy is outside of a cabal and just destabilizes it from the outside mm. and takes it over. You could be a guy um, <coughs> gathering power to yourself and creating a new cabal because mm. was cabals definitely aren't created all the time, but there's nothing saying that they can't be created. So there's just, well, yeah, that'd be a cool backstory. It for would your be own so cool. If you like, I wrote this, this backstory to my own cabal and it's this guy rose up and created his own right through oh. his, through his, craftiness yeah his cunning and the he, his the assassination he put and the contacts he, he knows the best places to attack <laughs> your whore mouth <laughs> i hate that so much so we did a we did um an aspect warrior episode okay and we were describing the exarchs of each aspect yeah. and it's literally like the aspect knows the best time to strike the aspect knows the best target to hit the aspect knows the best way to deal oh with gosh. his enemies and it was just it was so boring and monotonous after a while okay and uh, I guess I'll do the Obsidian Rose. So the Cabal of the Obsidian Rose controls the majority of arms trade <coughs> within Kimura. So part of this is due to that uh, their Archon Astra and her demand for perfection. She only um, wants to trade in the best of weaponry. You know, if ever there's like a flaw, not only will she get rid of the weapon, but she'll probably also get rid of the person who is pr- trying to sell it. Mm. Like she's very strict on that. Um, and part of it is also due to the fact that they only seem to raid Eldar um, because they're the only race capable of creating the weapons that they sell. Okay. So they won't raid humans. Or they won't bother raiding Tau. Um, so this puts them at a severe disadvantage because Eldar are much harder to raid mm. than a human outpost world in the middle of nowhere. But they're but, the only race capable of creating weapons they sell. What does that mean? What are we talking about? So Eldar? the Eldar are the only race creating 
the only race capable of creating the level of weapons that she wants to sell. Oh, okay. So, like, their weapons are That's so good. advanced yeah. that she only wants to sell that quality. Okay. She doesn't want to sell a, a las gun right. that a human can create. Okay. Then uh, our elder yeah, weapons, Mon-Kai. the Kai. Yeah. Are they, like, the, would you say the best weapons then in 40K? Or? No. Like, in terms of little pew pew. Yes. I, I don't think so. I guess she just doesn't know that. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, Eldor don't make the best weapons. Like I know there's That's like tough. crazy hard weapons to in 40k, but across the board, okay, when they say ne- like, wouldn't Necron though make better weapons? Scientifically okay. speaking, okay. But if yes. we're talking about obviously the Necron are the best race out there. Okay, hold on. <laughs> That's a little but biased. I would say, but like, <laughs> no, no or, bias at all. Like, why, on what their reason could I have for being biased <laughs> on their own? But if like if it was. Orcs can make their guns probably better, but they're no. not good quality. Orcs don't make guns. Weird boys. No, no, not. but like, just like, I thought that the idea is their guns function because they think it does. That's so, kind of being retconned. Oh, are they changing that? Yeah. Oh. I dislike it. I preferred it that way. Cause it's hilarious. Cause it's awesome. But yeah, no, I truly think that Eldar <laughs> technology, like no one understands Necron technology. No one does. And you can't capture a robot and make it a slave. Cause it's a robot. It's right? already a slave. Exactly. Hmm. But Eldar, like, you can torture them. You can It's capture, the best they can get. It, yes, it is yeah. the best they can get. And Eldar weapons, like, if you had, if someone handed you, like, a Tau pulse rifle or a Dire Avenger Gatling gun, what are you going to take? Oh, I'd take the Eldar gun every time. Of course. Yeah, because it fires monomolecular shurikens. Everything is monomolecular. <laughs> it's a joke. Monomolecular. <laughs> yeah. But, so, like... At the very least, she believes that they are the best. So it's kind of like like getting a Gillette, like the best a man can get. Exactly. <laughs> you want to bring up Gillette on this? <laughs> Christian's not here. Yeah, it's Christian's fine. not here. We're safe. We're <laughs> safe. Uh, but yeah, that's like she believes that the Eldar create the best, so she takes them. Okay. And that's, that's kind of the her thing there. So this cabal is known for their pursuit of perfection and they practice their battle plans many times before executing their raids. Uh, it's even known that they all know their steps that they're going to take before the battle and they're capable of doing it blindfolded. I like to imagine too, that they just get slaves to take the place of their opponents just to stand there so they can kill. Absolutely. Something. Why not? Hmm. There's a, so the many way they do it. Kimura. They'll even, they might even give the slaves guns. Just to make it a little more fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, here, here, here's a little hope so I can watch it drain from your eyes yeah. <laughs> as the cut on your neck perfectly placed allows you to live and slowly die. Yeah. Right? Like, the Dark Eldar... Put on a show. They're like, we choreograph this whole thing. Why don't we just sell tickets? Sell That's tickets right. to it, yeah. There's, there's, a, little, some change on there's the side. a little bit of a Harlequin <laughs> mix in there, I see. Um... So the key tactic of this cabal is using their superior weaponry combined with their meticulous planning. And the colors of the obsidian rose, get it? Obsidian rose. Because it's dark. Are red. So So dark, it appears black and black. (laughs) Oh, black's in addition to the appearance of black. Dark Eldar, they like black things. Black is their soul. Kind of like... I picture like a like kind of like a welder's mask where it's like it can look black from a distance, but when you come up close, you see like the depth of the glass. Where let it's like me, it's kind of green. Let or, me show you a picture, you know, Tim. Cabal show me a picture of the poisoned. Nope, not poisoned. Obsidian rose. That's the one. 
Well, is there anything else we want to discuss? Any questions you guys had about this? Any, um... Uh, I mean, other than the relation between what we've been talking about, the cabals, oh, cool. and is it Kabbalah? Kabbalism? You know, the, the Jewish mysticism? I don't know. <laughs> is there a relationship there? Probably. I can only assume that... Judaism does have a portion of it where they sacrifice souls and they get slaves. Okay. Interestingly, the Jewish practice is to sacrifice goats in exchange for their souls. Oh my God. This the inspiration. Oh, goat. <laughs> Wait, are they pirates or are they Jews? They're Jewish pirates. Jewish pirates. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and when you lose, you actually together. have to cut your Hasidic curls. Ooh. Like you grow them and that shows it's like the what are the It's canon What are the horse lords in Game of Thrones? Drakari? Yeah, the Dothraki. Dothraki, Dothraki yeah. That's, that's work work. That's what she says they're Drakars. Never mind. Okay, so the Dothraki, you know how like they have their hair long yeah, and then yeah. when they lose they get it cut? It's the exact same thing mm. here. Wow. Guys, we did it. We solved Dark Eldar. Wow. Got it. We know everything there is to know about them now. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty interesting, actually. Like, it's yeah, I like some of their some of their stuff. Like, it yeah. would make me almost want to like play a Dark Elder you, army because you, you, you know can what? do so many cool things with them. No matter what episode you like, if you come on, yeah, you learn so many cool things mm -hmm. about yeah. that particular thing. It does spark like a desire mm -hmm. of you to like play it because you start seeing like mm -hmm. all the intricacies of it. And how they work together, and you start yeah. your your brain starts working like I can create a story and a narrative mm. now that I know all this stuff. Yeah, it yeah. kind of makes me actually want to go back and and play with my uh, dark Eldar, and then even you know in the case where I'm losing, start sacrificing my own guys. That's right. Work your I, way I know it's world. I know it's you know lore friendly. I know it's true. <laughs> I know I'm playing out the story. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that it honestly like that really helps for me. Like I'm not a very strong Warhammer player, but I love the story and I love the set. I'm not, I really am not. Don't tell Mark. I said that. Don't, I don't want to admit to him that I, I know I'm not good at the game. You don't play to win though. That's right. That's exactly it. I don't but play to win. He doesn't play to win. I just I play think, to have fun. I think it can, as a player though, it can be frustrating to kind of, I don't know. Cause Oh, it's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. No. And like, I sometimes I'm like, I don't know what it takes to like be a good because you know, like I'm the guy. Like I read, I try to read all the tactics like specific to my army, and I'm reading forums and stuff. And then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna like roll it out all my knowledge, and then it doesn't pan out how I think it does, and it's just the worst. <laughs> I I find my favorite <gasps> games are like Eric and I played last week, and yesterday, yeah, yesterday, as it's also known. <laughs> it's a joke. You wouldn't understand Tim. I don't know. The idea is I, we just kept saying yesterday when it was actually a week ago because yeah. we're retarded. So That's right. the idea is he won the, uh, I won the first game and then Eric won the second game and yeah. both were close and that, that makes it fun. I think yeah. that's the best way to play a game. I personally. think too. I, I think some people, they come in like just, I don't know, very competitive and then it's, There's it's a place like for where it. it's not about totally. just having fun, which is, I think that's a nice way to play, but where they're just like totally out to like crush you that's in turn um, if you're going to a tournament i expect that and yeah, that's fair yeah. and that's the way that's where that belongs yeah yeah so i well, but we're just playing with friends usually it's like yeah you just come to have fun i appreciate mm -hmm. a narrative game yeah except we never do them i was like think of like oh 
we should do a narrative and then we play and it's not narrative. it's not narrative at all <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a tomb world everything all the planets are tomb worlds that's right if it's not a forge world it's a tomb world <laughs> even the forge worlds are tomb they're worlds. still tomb worlds yeah. oh my god uh yeah i think that about concludes cabals cool um cool. last note yeah drinking game going forward every time you say that's right you have to take a take a shot a shot a shot I'm going to be absolutely plastered <laughs> halfway through an episode. Next next time, that's what you got to do. You, I'll do it at home. Are you supplying the alcohol? I You'd have to have me on and I'll bring it. Okay. What, We're doing it. That cost me nothing to All have right. you join us. <laughs> yeah. um, Drinking game. Okay. Nice. After, you, after you heard all... So there's four different cabals. Um, and you've kind of got a taste of all of them. Um either tell me your favorite cabal and why or create like a different cabal i'm not expecting that one but just in case you didn't like any of them and you had a yeah. better idea for a cabal mm. i want to hear it so james what do you got i i honestly like the idea that we talked about a little bit where you start your own cabal coming up like this this is just roughing he's sadistic guy and he just he's starting from the bottom and he's killing his way to the top of his and he's creating a new cabal he's so ferocious he's so sadistical and mad that he just attracts people to him and that sounds like a cool story that you could build for your own and then you have you can kind of go wherever you want with it and maybe he just is he's just so insane and is so sadistic that he doesn't even care what he's attacking who like he'll go after other cabals he's a rabid monster exactly just he's going to be loosed in whatever direction he's pointed at and then people just follow him because he he wins yeah so i think that'd be a cool it's almost like he's avoiding like whatever unspoken code that the dark eldar run their life by and he's like if i'm gonna be bad i'm gonna be bad exactly and then you could also make it so that your cabal that this guy's following or creating never really gets big because he just he's just a mad dog and he's running around so you don't have to worry about him being played in the big politics of things he's just He's too crazy. Yeah, and if anything, the politics wouldn't affect him because exactly. he just because he'll just kill you. Yeah, he might just like you're working for him. He might just be like, I'm I'm just insane today, and I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely can see that. Do I you think that fits? Do you have a name? No. Okay. Excellent. Give me five minutes. You got it. Trevor. <laughs> That's his name. I was thinking of the Cabal, but okay. Oh, Trevor's Cabal. <laughs> cabal of Trevor. Yeah, Trev. Mad Trev. Yeah, Mad Dog Trev. <laughs> you Mad Dogging me right now, uh, Tim. If we're on the, I'd probably base him off like a pirate, and I'd probably base him off one of my favorite pirates, Jack Sparrow. Excellent. But where he's not cunning, he's the opposite of cunning. Like <laughs> he's actually he's so naive. dumb. He's kind of ditzy. Like he's like he doesn't have it all there, you know. Like he's kind of the anti—I don't know—dark elder. But he's so far that people think he's brilliant. So there's oh, like, so they see so like they machinations kinda, in him. Yeah. But he's so, just, so they're like, wow. He just like that was a, such a strategic move, and it was just complete like folly. He goes into he, a sat like you got one of his like subordinates comes in to kill him, and he just like like rolled over in his sleep and he's like oh my god he saw me coming and just runs yeah, out yeah and they're like he's, he's he can see you know he's like so ethereal yeah. and then he's like developed this cult where people just like worship him and you know like they follow him around he's like a complete you know idiot that's amazing and, and his, that his is pretty spectacular his like stupidity has like rose him to the ranks of like, you know cabal or whatever that's so good yeah yeah that's i'm what a I fan of probably. that as well yeah yeah, yeah. daniel 
I think uh, I like the idea of a cabal kind of built off of one individual who is incredibly ambitious and is a little bit of a sweet talker and has a lot of um, kind of vanity around him um, and a little bit of glamour. So he's able to bring in a lot of individuals and kind of um, get them caught up in his like personality, in his whole like belief system, okay. in his whole mm. kind of interpretation. Very charismatic. Yeah, mm. very charismatic, his whole interpretation of like what it means to be Dark Eldar. Mm. And uh, even provide some of his followers like a sense of kind of trust and almost a, a like religious... Like a fanaticism? Yeah, fanaticism, exactly. Mm. And the whole have kind you, of... Have you ever heard of Mein Kampf? <laughs> Well, I, I would love to like style this this cabal <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> after um, kind of like the the war boys in like Fury Road and kind of the whole okay. idolization of Immortan Joe and how all of his followers are they're just cranked up and they're just ready to like sell themselves out for the glory of their master hmm. and so I, I don't know the whole maybe story arc would be this master who's has this giant um, kind of following who's believing in, in a system which is like fairly empty and it's only a matter of time before they find out and they just cannibalize him. So he's, he's just trying to stay stay uh, one step ahead of the game, right? One more promise, one more raid, right? Sure. That's yeah. really good because the desperation would be... The yeah, it forces him. Like yeah. He might even find himself in a scenario where he wants to like stop and let go, right. but, he but he can't. can't. No, yeah. It's too late for him yeah, now. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And that it works well great. with the, like the I think the Mad Max thing because there's such a rush of speed and like yeah. Dark Elder are such high speed yeah. people, so it's like and they're always searching whole, for the yeah, next yeah. Yeah. that like high yeah. of yeah. yeah. Whereas like Dark Elder, it would be like the raid, like the high of uh -huh. the next raid yeah. of of the more slaves that we get. We're buying Dark Elder armies now. I, I I'm like I'm <laughs> to go and buy some Dark Elder. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, for me, I definitely love the idea of a nobody um, assuming the role of an archon and build. Like, I like the idea of building a cabal, but mm. like a shadow cabal. Mm. So there's yeah. like like rumors of this one power. It's like people they don't even like aren't willing to call it a cabal, but <laughs> they'll they'll call it about this like this power growing in another part of the city. You know, you never hear about it in your own part. You always hear about it in another part, and mm -hmm. it's just poisoning everything that it touches and like corrupting what's around it. And slowly yeah. he just like absorbs other cabals and you just hear about cabals disappearing or these mm -hmm. street gangs disappearing. And like at some point he like rises up as like this unknown leader. And yeah, I just, I like mm. the idea of like a shadow growing yeah. In, yeah. in Kimura and like, yeah. a, like something that is so dark and like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like such a threat, but no one can really put, like a face to it or like they can't even like really verbalize what it is that the threat is but it'd be even yeah. you could even uh like throw in some chaos in there too absolutely like, what, yeah like, what like, does it look like if a cabal is like dabbling in, or like, giving the, themselves to like yeah. zinch or something yeah. so yeah that'd be yeah. crazy Ooh. I, I think there's a lot of really good stories mm -hmm. in kimura itself mm. yeah like it's one of the few places where almost anything goes <laughs> so crazy yeah, anyways, um, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having absolutely. me. Yeah, absolutely, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I hope you guys had as much fun as I do when, I, when I record these. Yeah. Um, James, eh, you know. Yeah, whatever. I get that a lot. Yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening to our episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it on the Cabals of Dark Eldar. If you have a story about Cabals, if you've created one, if you want to after doing this, if you want to write a story, send it in. We will definitely include it on a listener lore. 
Um, if you want to support us, go on Patreon, buy our crap on Redbubble. If you want to chat with us, Instagram, uh, Lorehammer, or Facebook. Um, other than that, we'll uh, catch you next time. Peace. See ya. Farewell.